When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And I am coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. People at work, people at home, people on the roads, people who were tuned in to Monday Night Football. People who watched and people who listened to the Seattle Seahawks just decimate the New York Giants 24-3. Daniel Jones currently speaking to the media right now saying, I let the team down and I have to fix it. Well, he can't protect himself, throw and run. I mean, damn, Daniel Jones sacked 10 times tonight. And the Seattle Seahawks, they tie a franchise record 11 sacks. They also had a pick six. They also had another interception. They also forced a fumble against Daniel Jones. They made Daniel Jones their, uh, they made him their, their you know what, okay? Damn. The Seattle Seahawks improved to 3-1. and one. The New York Giants fall to 1-3. and three. This was their second home game of the season. Let's keep this in mind. The New York Giants open up the season against the Dallas Cowboys. And for America to watch, the New York Giants got smoked 40 to nothing. And once again tonight, they get smoked again at home 24-3. We're going to hear some of the players. Daniel Jones is speaking right now. We're going to hear from Pete Cowell. We're going to hear from Brian Dable, head coach of the New York Giants. We're going to hear some of the plays. Uh, This game was kind of funky from the get-go. Jamal Adams returned, and then he gets a big hit, and then ultimately he has to leave. Ironically, Daniel Jones knees him in the head, and as fast as he returns, Jamal Adams is out with a concussion. Thank God it, I don't know if it's worse, a torn quad in your leg. I don't know. He's gone. Hopefully he's he's healthy. And the New York Giants just look like it looked like crap, man. And Daniel Jones, one in twelve record in primetime games. One in twelve. Like how is that even possible? It has to be an accident, right? Anyway, I need to let you know a few things. Thank you to super producer and host Dave Shepard. I'm in Atlanta. He's holding it down in New York. Thank you to everybody listening on our many Odyssey stations, affiliates all over the country. Thank you to people tuned in on the Odyssey app. Thank you to people tuned in on Sirius XM 158, smart speakers, and what have you. If you want to talk to me, it's simple. The phone number is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. 
BS. This game started off rather interesting. A lot of penalties. But ultimately, we found out before the game, we were not going to see Saquon Barkley. Still dealing with that high ankle sprain. He wasn't going to be able to go out there and give it a go. And so what did that mean? That means the New York Giants, once again, missing their largest and biggest offensive weapon. And after that, it wasn't a lot of the Seattle offense. That that really wasn't kicking. Geno Smith had to go, go he had to go down and get an X-ray in the back right before halftime. We even saw Drew Locke. It's the defense that went to work. New York Giants fumbled the ball. Daniel Jones was sacked. It was recovered by Jordan Brooks early on in the first half, in the first quarter, I should say. And then right after that, Seattle was able to put a touchdown on the board. Let's go ahead and take a listen to that touchdown right out of the gate. Coming off of a turnover, this is Geno Smith throwing a six-yard pass to DK Metcalf. Take a listen, Seahawks Radio Network. Awaiting the snap, Geno takes it, steps up in the pocket, scrambles away to his right side, looking to the end zone, fires a dart. In the back of the end zone, DK, does he have his feet in it? Does. Touchdown, Seahawks! DK Metcalf with the rope-a-dope in the back of the end zone. Hands down by his sides, Gino fires a bullet, and Metcalf reacts, makes the catch, feet in, six-point Seahawks. Not just the touchdown, but the overall experience has to feel good for Gino Smith. He returns to MetLife Stadium, where he was a starter at one point for the New York Jets, and also was a starter who relieved Eli Manning Uh, for the New York Giants, and so he has to feel good. I told you that Geno Smith did go down uh, with a knee injury. He was able to come back in the second half, and Drew Locke, he did take over. And Drew Locke is in the game, and he helped set up Kenneth Walker for a rushing touchdown that put Seattle up ultimately 14-3. to Take a listen to this run. This is in the second quarter. Ken Walker the third, the single setback. Bobo is slotted inside of Metcalf to the left. Will Disley, the tight end, on the right. Motion is Bobo. Hand off to Walker inside. He is in. Touchdown, Seahawks! At that point, 14-3. And that was the score at halftime. We go into halftime. It's 14-3 Seattle. You would think somehow, some way, that the New York Giants have some life. It didn't go their way, okay? We continue on here in the third quarter, and we can go ahead and move all the way until about, I don't know. Oof, this is, this is pretty bad now that I think about it. Daniel Jones takes the New York Giants into their own red zone. The New York Giants may have a chance and an opportunity to put some points on the board and make this a game. But Daniel Jones throws an interception that goes to Devin Witherspoon. It goes for 97 yards the wrong way. This is courtesy of the Seahawks radio network. Seattle looks like they want to rush four, and they do. Jones is going to throw. Throws near side. Ball picked up. Witherspoon. 
Boone comes near side, down the sidelines. Jones chasing him, he comes back inside, picks up blockers, still being chased. Witherspoon far side, 20, 15, 10, 5. He is in. Holy catfish. Witherspoon went a mile and a half with the interception for a touchdown. Jones looks left. Witherspoon geeks him into throwing and then picks it off and goes from about the three-yard line, the length of the field. Are you kidding me? 97 yards. Witherspoon, unbelievable. Devin Witherspoon, who was the fifth pick in this year's draft out of Illinois. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he was able to, uh, well, Seattle was able to have that pick as a part of the Russell Wilson trade. This man didn't just have a pick six. This dude also sacked Daniel Jones twice. He had two sacks on the night, including that that 97-yard pick six that you just heard. And this was a disaster night for Daniel Jones. The offensive line did not help him out at all. Not having Saquon Barkley did not help him. And after that 97-yard pick six, head coach of the New York Giants, Brian Dayball, was all up in his face. And you could be a poor lip reader. It was very clear. He was saying to him, why the hell did you do that? What the hell were you doing? And so I guess this wasn't easy. When Daniel Jones threw another interception after he was pressured. Listen to this. Second and 10 from the 44. Jones drops back again. Steps up. Fires it high over the middle and intercepted. Diggs with the pick. Diggs makes a man miss. Diggs to the near sideline across midfield and tackled at the giant 44. They were all up in his face. Daniel Jones couldn't even breathe. And then he got sacked again. This also from the Giants radio network. Devon Witherspoon went 97 yards for a pick six. All she wrote, Jones back. He's going to get sacked for an 11th time. Nawasu got after him and forced the fumble recovered by the Giants. It's, It's just pitiful, man. It's sad. And, yeah, so the New York Giants, they lost 24-3. to Daniel Jones was a human pinata tonight. A bunch of guys that they basically pulled off of the street to work the offensive line. And for the season, Daniel Jones has been sacked 22 times this year. Ten of those sacks coming tonight. And the Seattle Seahawks, they tie a franchise record with 11 Sacks. Someone who was real happy, giddy about their performance, happened to be the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. That's Pete Carroll. I mean, when you watch a defense dominate like this, I guess it all sounds like fun. And Pete Carroll said, oh, hell yeah. It's a lot of fun. Listen to this. Oh, we had so much fun tonight. Golly, that was fun playing football. Um, the, one of the first things that, that – um, comes to my attention is is the guys that continue to step up and play for other guys someone who's not having fun the guy who got sacked 10 times the guy who threw a 97 yard pick six the man who got beat up behind a makeshift offensive line without one of their star offensive players Andrew Thomas who just got paid is Daniel Jones Somebody hand him some Advil, some Ben Gay, some Icy Hot, whatever the hell Shaq is selling. Give him some. Daniel Jones says, 
Their defense? Oh, yeah. They they whooped us. Listen to this. Rush rush well together. Um, you know, good good pass rush to play hard. And, um, you know, that's the way most teams in this league are. So, you know, I got to do a better job getting the ball in my hand and, and, uh, and getting completions. Oh, easier said than done, right? Well, talk about completions. What about the 97-yard completion you threw to the other team? What did you think about that, Daniel Jones? Poor decision. Um, yeah, I just thought it was soft trying to find someone in the zone and, and uh, poor decision on that. Can't, can't afford to make that mistake. Oh, yeah, Brian Daybold told us all publicly it was a poor decision as he cussed this man out publicly. Daniel Jones, two interceptions, sacked 10 times tonight, two fumbles, lost one of the fumbles. And, oh, yeah, by the way, because there is no Saquon and he is the offense, this isn't all his fault now. He was the leading rusher for the Giants. Ten carries for 66 yards. The next highest rusher, Matt Breida for the Giants, 14 carries for 30 yards. This this whole thing was was pathetic. No Saquon Barkley. The Giants don't stand a damn chance to do anything. Anything. One of the wide receivers. He's supposed to be out there helping things out. Darius Slayton. He only had two receptions for 23 yards. And so what do you think about the offense and your QB? Tell me, Darius, what do you say? Defense played about as good as they could play. You know, they they held them uh, on multiple occasions. And, you know, on offense, we were to put put together a couple of drives, but we just didn't finish in the end zone. And ultimately, if you don't finish in the end zone, you're not scoring points. If you don't score points, you can't win the game. Yeah, we know that. The Giants fans were leaving in droves. ESPN had a field day showing fans with bags on their heads. They had a field day showing empty sections and empty blocks of MetLife Stadium. They absolutely loved when the fans fouled out of the stadium. They loved the outdoor shot with the helicopter as the fans sat in their cars in like the third and fourth quarter trying to get out of the parking lot while the game was still on. Seattle dominated 24-3, and the New York Giants are an embarrassment. I know the New York Jets have gotten a lot of attention over the past several weeks with Aaron Rodgers going down and the poor performances of Zach Wilson and Joe Namath. The Giants are about to get more attention because they're pathetic. Two home games, they've been outscored 64-3. to Let me say that again. In two home games, 64 to three the Giants got a whole lot of luck that went their way last year a whole lot of games that went their way this year they're not even doing anything this season the New York Giants fall to one and three Seattle improves to three and one with their record they actually got a bye week right now the 17 game season and Seattle won't be back in action until the 15th against Cincinnati the New York Giants, they have Miami up next. Miami going to light them up. 
They have Buffalo after that. Buffalo is going to light them up. And so between the New York Jets and the New York Giants, football in New York City, not Buffalo, not in the state, but in the city, it's just sad. Jersey. The New York Jets, the New York Giants, these are two teams, man. Their fan base is to just start a uh, – it's just start a support group. They all need a little bit of help. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I, I wish there was a solution here for the New York Giants, but there is one. I'm not blaming Daniel Jones. I'm not pinning the loss. I'm not pinning the offense on him. It's the offensive line. It's still the lack of weapons. It's not having Saquon Barkley. It's not the coach's fault. I don't even want to say it's Joe Shane's fault. This is a team that overshot expectations last year. This is still a rebuilding New York Giants squad. Last year gave them reason for optimism where maybe they shouldn't need it a whole lot or didn't deserve a whole lot of it. Yeah, they beat the Minnesota Vikings, but come on, we knew they weren't contenders. And it was surprising that they went to the postseason. The only thing saving them is to get through this season some type of health and get Daniel Jones, who you're paying $40 million to a year, get this dude some weapons. Unfortunately for the Giants, they ain't had no options of, of bringing, in, bringing in another QB. And now they're stuck with this one, who happens to just be, I'd say, at best, average. He needs help. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to your calls on the other side of the break. Let's talk about these Giants. Let's talk about these Seahawks. And then... We're also going to hear from someone about the offensive line. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, how you doing, man? I'm a big fan. I like what you do, man. I, I enjoy your show. You be on point, brother. You doing the thing, man. Just wanted to commend you about that. Hey, JR, I love your show, man. I really appreciate what you're doing. You like the uh, Webster of sports. Call in now at 855 212 cbs yeah, the phone lines are open, 855-212-4CBS. Seattle tonight, Monday night football. They beat the New York Giants 24-3. to They sacked Daniel Jones 10 times. They had a franchise record 11 sacks total on the night. Uh, one of the Giants wide receivers got in on the action. He got hit behind the line of scrimmage. He got sacked. 11 sacks, franchise record. This is... Uh... I can't. It's not not even words here for how bad the New York Giants have looked, and I appreciate this because Daniel Jones says it's my fault. The head coach Brian Dayball of the New York Giants he says it's my fault. A matter of fact, this is what Brian Dayball had to say after the game. Uh, he was taking responsibility. He's like, man, we could all do better, especially me. Listen to this. Well, we we didn't play a complimentary football game. 
So turn the football over. Uh, had some opportunities, but uh, didn't score any points. Um, didn't didn't get the job done. Well, someone who also says he we didn't get the job done was one of their offensive linemen. One of them who is I actually know who he is and he's healthy. He's not Andrew Thomas. He was hurt. A lot of shots of him standing around on the sidelines. It was Evan Neal. And he said the loss tonight, 11 sacks. We got four different Seahawks with two sacks. Evan Neal says, blame us, the offensive line. I mean, we take responsibility for those 11 sacks. I mean, we just have to play better. Uh, there's no excuse for it. But uh, we come in to work every day. We work hard. We put our best foot forward. And uh, right now we just, we're just not playing our best ball. Yeah, well, damn it. We, we have four games to see, y'all. Y'all barely beat Arizona. It took a come-from-behind victory for the New York Giants to beat the Cardinals. Pathetic. 855-212-4CBS. Johnny's calling from Atlanta. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Johnny. What's going on, JR? I told you I called in. Every, every time you talked about Daniel Jones, he does not worth the money. He overpaid it for him, and he's a mediocre quarterback. I'm sick of tiny people playing for these mediocre quarterbacks who haven't proved nothing in the NFL. And not only him, I would not pay Lamar Jackson either. He haven't proved nothing to be a uh, uh, read coverage or nothing. He has a proof. He, he, won a, he won an MVP award. He, the guy won an MVP. He's one of the most dynamic quarterbacks that we've ever seen. If there is any major issues surrounding Lamar Jackson, it'd probably be whether or not he'd be able to finish up a season and be healthy. But to say that Lamar Jackson hasn't proven anything and is not worth the money, I don't know if I want to trust you or the Ravens management. I think I'd go with their management. 855-212-4CBS. Mark is calling from California. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Go ahead, Mark. Man, some of your callers, JR, just, whew. Um, Listen, so we had Ben McApoop. He went 11-5 and five his first year on a Hail Mary to uh, Beckham should have pushed. What's his face? Out of bounds. Rodgers threw a Hail Mary. 11-5 and five his first year. Then the next year, awful. I've been saying it, man. I said, Dable's a great offensive mastermind, and he, everyone was saying that Dable and Kafka – it's going to work out. Remember, Kafka came from Kansas City, where he arguably has the best quarterback in football in Patrick Mahomes. So he's trying to scheme up plays for Daniel Jones. And if you watch tonight's game, I sat there at the bar and watched the entire game. He just stands in the pocket, a.k.a. like another quarterback we had, his name's Eli Manning. And that last interception was typical Manning. He threw it off his back foot over the middle. You never do that. And when Dable yelling at him, I don't know if you thought this, Jr. I thought, like, Dable actually thought coming into the year, we're getting Waller. He's supposed to create separage over the middle. We got Paris Campbell, another speedster. Everyone's talking about Barkley. I'm like, dude, he's one guy. Number one, he should be able to make plays work without Barkley. And I understand he's a big part of it, but come on. The offensive line is banged up. Uh, Wink Martindale looks like the reason nobody hired him was because of this right now. Can't coach a defense. Man, this has, like, you know, Wilson written all over it. It came up quarterback for the Jets, Zach Wilson. Who's better? I, I'm, I'm like, dude, I'm picking Miami's defense. 
And I think the Giants are going to get destroyed against two good offenses in Miami. Nah, it's, nah that's, that's not a stretch. We've been there and said that. The New York Giants, I, I have no idea where they would get any type of points from taking on Miami and then uh, looking at Buffalo in the face, and that'll be another primetime matchup. We know Daniel Jones is now 1-12 in, in primetime matchups. It's, it's just ugly all across the board. And for, for Daniel Jones, I mean, is, is he worse than Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson, Daniel. Look, it, Daniel Jones has at least been, been proven to at least be an average starter in the NFL. And if you're the New York Giants, then please, by all means, tell me what the other option would have been here. These guys did not select him. Joe Shane did not select him to be their quarterback. He he ain't picked this dude up out of North Carolina and say, hey, this is our dude. Dave Gettleman did that. And so the New York Giants decided, hey, well, this was our best option. And for last year, it worked. And they wanted to continue to build off of that, except for they're not. It's like they, they're actually looking at reality right now that, yeah, they're still a rebuilding football team. 855-212-4CBS. Don is calling from Boston. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Don? Hey, JR. How you doing? Very well, man. Hey, um, yeah, I just want to comment. Both of those teams from New York City, you're right, not the state, but from New York City, back in the heyday, both of those teams were excellent teams back in the days of Mark Favaro and Al Toon. And, those, and I don't know what's going on. These guys are getting paid big money. You figure they'd be ready to go. You know, like you said, the Cowboys rolled all over them. You know, but maybe it's not just maybe it's not just those two teams in New York. I mean, the Patriots were my team. The Patriots were a powerhouse at one time, and the Cowboys steamrolled them. So I don't know if you have, you know, excellent teams and and not so excellent with nothing in the middle anymore. I can't I can't figure out what's going on with some of these teams these days. Do you you feel that there is less parity in the NFL? You think it's just all or nothing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it it seems like you either got a great team, you know, like Patrick Mahomes or, or you know Buffalo or, or you know Miami, or, or you know you got a New England now, or you got one of the New York City teams, you know, and there's a couple other teams to go in that category too. I mean. You're going to have your, your mediocre teams, but I, I don't know. It just seems more more prevalent these days that you're either outstanding or you're just not cutting it. So. It, it feels that way in, in, in sports in a lot of cases. Thank you so much, Don, for calling from Boston. I mean, We can go ahead and look at the haves and the have-nots. All things considered, I would still say the best team in football right now would probably be the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, they are a perfect 4-0. It didn't take too much for them to go out and smack Arizona yesterday, 35-16. You have Christian McCaffrey, who goes out there, has four touchdowns. If you're going to ask me about, like, okay, who's at the top of the top, it's San Francisco. And then we know about the joke teams. Unfortunately for the New York City metropolitan area, you know, the Jets are one and three. The New York Giants are one and three. And then we got the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears, pretty miserable right now. 0 and 4. The only other team 0 and 4, Carolina. 
They're throwing out a rookie quarterback who's running around on a bum wheel. It's tough luck. That's life. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to talk about a player that I don't know. Maybe the Bears can get him. He's going to get drafted somewhere. Maybe he ends up on one of the uh, – he's not going to end up on one of the New York teams. Or maybe he will. I have no idea. We're going to talk about Caleb Williams from USC on the other side of the break. I'm going to get to more of your calls as well. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. Man, I'm good. I'm so excited to be on your show. I listen to you every night on my way home from work. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. You know, we've reached the point already in the NFL season. Four games have gone by, week four has gone by. We see what teams are. Just staring the bottom of the barrel in the face. Chicago Bears don't have a victory. Carolina Panthers don't have a victory. Arizona Cardinals, they barely have a victory. And you start to look around and you say to yourself, okay, who's going to be the worst? Like, what team is absolutely going to suck so bad that they're going to be at the top of the standings, that they can already, you could say, be in the, the Caleb Williams sweepstakes and, and grab this QB out of USC. This man continued to light it up on Saturday. And I watched the game, and I watched in and out at the end as, as USC was beating the snot out of Colorado. The final score was 48-41. to 41. At one point, USC led 34-7. to 7. To end the first half, it was 34 to 14, and you just thought that Colorado was going to get smacked again like Oregon did, but they were able to fight back into the game, only losing by one score. Shador Sanders having another awesome game, just 371 yards, passing four touchdowns, uh, but it didn't touch what Caleb Williams did. Six touchdowns. 403 yards on the season for USC, undefeated at 5-0. Caleb Williams has 1,600 yards passing to go along with 21 touchdowns and one interception of which he just threw in that game. And so for all these miserable NFL teams out right now, not Carolina because they ain't going and taking another QB, but for Chicago, maybe Arizona, Caleb Williams is staring at you right in the face unless he and his dad feel that the team sucks so bad that they don't need to even bother. They should probably go back to college. We'll see what happens there. Hey, Caleb Williams, he actually spoke after the game. And let's see how how ready he is for showtime when speaking to the media. This is what he had to say about that USC win over Colorado. A lot of credit goes to the offensive line. You can't. You can't have how many ever 
passing yards I had or touchdowns or can't have it as, as many rushing yards as we had, you know, without them. Wide receivers catching the ball, doing the job, um, you know, running backs, you know, carrying on fakes and things like that. So it's a, it's a team effort um, for me to go out there and, and put up those, those lines. Oh, look at that. Huh. The quarterback showing love to the offensive line. I guess it's the reverse tonight. The offensive line says we sucked, and that's why Daniel Jones got sacked 10 times. Well, it's all about the offensive line. I told you about Shador Sanders and his numbers. Despite the loss, he had four touchdowns himself, 371 yards passing. His dad, Dion, he talked positively about his kid. Listen. If we would have got that ball last, we were going to go down and score. We knew that. We know that. Everybody in here knows that. His teammates knew that. And that's just what he brings to the table. He's unflappable. And uh, he's very wise and, and understanding on the whys and the, the calls and, and what he sees out there on the field. Well, I mean, this is a guy who's been groomed since day one. Dion has been his coach since day one. I mean, from being a kid, obviously, to high school, to college. And Shador is certainly one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country right now. Lincoln Riley, he gets a chance to look at at Caleb all the damn time, and he was happy with what they did, his team, USC, in the first half. Fired up to get the win. Uh, Guys played a really good first half, but the best first half we've played uh, all year here against a a good opponent and a uh, tremendous atmosphere, and we give Colorado, their fans, uh, everybody a a lot of credit. It was a really tremendous road atmosphere, even when we got up, uh, that they kept – you know, kind of kept it loud in there. I felt like kind of kept their team in it in a lot of ways. Caleb Williams' sweepstakes is on. Really is. Lincoln Raleigh holding things down out at USC. There's another guy from USC coaching tonight. He's still going strong at 72 years old. Pete Carroll killing it. Hey, Shub, what what are your thoughts on on this uh, this man, Pete Carroll? Well, JR, I mean, we're seeing a lot of Giants footage, and I understand a lot of people are going to be New York-centric, and and that's well and good and understandable. But I look at a 72-year-old man that's connecting with two generations that are now younger than him. It's incredible what this guy is able to do as a head coach. We talk about this all the time, what makes a successful NFL head coach, and the two things that always come up, JR, is how they are in terms of delegating power, and secondly— what they are in terms of leaders of men. And for this guy to do what he's doing at 72 years old, and it seems like what everyone wants to talk about is not giving it to Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl eight years ago. I think he's well past that. And, Jr. there has never been somebody this age, no disrespect to Marv Levy, George Hallis, Romeo Cornell, when he was an interim head coach, that has been able to connect and resonate with a generation two times removed He's not going to get any credit because he coaches out in Seattle, and I think that is so unjust and unfair. And because he's on the West Coast, Jr., I think people are missing the boat on this guy. He is one of the all-time great personalities and head coaches, and I've never seen anything like him. I just want to know if you agree with that at all. Uh, you said a lot. Agree with what? Fair enough. Uh, just, just what, Jr. There's nobody like this guy in the history of football, not to mention all the success he had as a college well, coach at USC, uh, speaking of Lincoln well, Riley. Well, hold, shut up, slow down. Yes, yes. I mean, what's the question? 
what he's okay. I, I guess to simplify this, this is my this is my question for you: Is it fair to say at this point he is already one of the all-time great coaches in the history of football, not just the NFL, but in all of football? Yeah, I think well, when it's all said and done, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Okay, gotcha. I can't think of a guy that's had that much success at the NFL level and that's also translated to college football. Obviously, Barry Switzer, Jimmy Johnson. I think he is one of one in that specific regard. We yeah. saw what Saban did in the NFL. I'm so. not I'm not going to go on, go on a stretch and, and go through 100-plus uh, years of football and say, man, is, there's never been one of him or anybody like him. I mean, certainly given the era that we live in and how the game is played, that 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 can certainly be true, but I'm not gonna slap him in there in a hundred plus years of football, but he is deserving of of credit, and I think it, it's like anything else when you when you're so used to something, it doesn't get the attention. I mean, let's think about this: this man has been the the head coach now for the better part of of twelve thirteen years. Bill Belichick is now pretty much on the opposite end of the spectrum. Despite all of the success that he's been able to have, and yes, it is with Tom Brady, I mean, this guy's getting his uh, his behind kicked in the court of public opinion. And so even someone with infinite success like, like him gets criticized. So, look, this man is there. He's been consistent. He's been a constant. He's had to go through the, the Russell Wilson era, and now he has a, a second lease at life who, who's also pretty much – uh, running with him in the same regard, and, and that's Geno Smith. And so, yeah, man, kudos to Pete Cow. It, it's good to see him rolling and running. And the thing that I enjoy about coaches in the NFL, they're not all the same. Like, you won't see Pete Cow respond the way that Brian Dable did tonight. You won't typically see Bill Belichick destroy someone like Dable did. Uh, we see the Dan Campbells and the Mike McDaniels of the world and – it's cool to get different personalities, and, and Pete Cow, especially now given his age, he, he certainly stands out. So good on you for picking that up and sharing that shot. Well, thank you, JR. And like you said, I mean, for him, to re- no disrespect to Geno Smith, but, but I mean, he, Pete Carroll resurrected this guy's career. So what he's been able to do now with two different quarterbacks when it seems like Belichick can't even do it with one is just remarkable. And he's 72 going on 22. Yeah, well, circumstance is not necessarily the same. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kick Belichick for for what he gets here. Look, Pete Carroll had Russell Wilson at the end, and and how did that look? It ain't look good. Eight five five two one two four CBS. That's eight five five two one two four CBS. We got Beck calling from Florida. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Go ahead, Beck. How's it going, guys? Um, shout out to Vassal, FSU guy getting his money. I wish it was with a different team though. Uh, the Spurs. <laughs> maybe so. Well, yeah, maybe something down a little bit southern in a different state, but um, with all the nonsense this team has uh, done with their roster and what recently, slow down, slow down, back. We don't know what team. Oh, you're no, sorry, first. Miami Heat. The, the Heat. Sorry. Yes. Okay. But, um, yes. Go ahead. Um, but I don't know if you saw the. I mean, the the the, ra- the ending of that Raiders game this weekend. But I don't know, other than the internet and and stuff. But Josh McDaniels, when when is this the final? 
straw going to be with this guy? I mean, he's been a bum as a head coach since day one. And thank God the, my other team, the Colts, didn't get him. But then he goes to my Raiders, and they turn that franchise into the Patriot regime, too. And it's the biggest laughing stock. I can't even watch the games anymore. It's, it's I mean. Yeah, are you, are you done? No, I don't know. I mean, because he's not going to get fired definitely midseason. But, I mean, he should have been fired well, after I mean, that game the, the Raiders, on the field. Come on, man. Are are you surprised? Are you a Raiders no. fan? Yes. Are you are you sound surprised? Are you? No, I'm not surprised. But I'm saying when's enough enough where we could? I mean, again, this has been going on years. Jack Del Rio, I think, was the greatest Raider coach, and they got rid of him to go with Gruden. And we saw well, how look, that it, it, out. it might be it might be the end of the season. Maybe Mark Davis will watch television and want to want to hire another coach that he sees on a a, a prime time show. Okay. Right, but enjoy, I mean GM too, like Coach and GM. They're both enjoy hey, back. years. And enjoy the losses for the Raiders, yeah. and then just <laughs> yeah. hopefully look out for a pick. I know something that you can't count on. You can't count on. You can't count on Jimmy Garoppolo being healthy. You can't do that. The Raiders are one and three. Devontae Adams is probably already sick of being there. I mean, there's already been talks about Devontae Adams, and oh my God, if he is to be traded, where is he gonna go? It's uh, the Raiders are a lost cause, man. What else is new? Did did anybody? Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna even get go there. We've already had a tragedy here. Chandler Jones had to get cut, released. That just seemingly mental issues last year. One of their players is. Oh my God! It's just people killing people in cars, and the Raiders are just just sad on and off the field, man. There's there's really there's really no other way to to look at it. 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get some more of your calls. Just a disaster night for the New York Giants. They lose again publicly for the world to see. Primetime game. Seattle dismantles them 24-3. to I'm going to get some more of your calls about the Seahawks, about these New York Giants. Today was NBA Media Day. New York City football sucks we got a lot more to do. I'm going to get to your calls right on the other side of the break. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.